10 times $240 ARPU, that would be two seats. I mean, you're doing like two, 3,000 a month already. Yeah, about. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey, folks, my guest today is Jonathan Cock. He's a founding member of Talent Genie and Talent Scraper, along with ClipDrop.io. His latest venture aims to turn the one-way uh, video interview software industry on its head by exploring multiple ways to use video in the talent acquisition space. Jonathan, you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. All right. So just to be clear, you've got three companies. Which one has the most revenue? Is it ClipDrop? Um, at the moment, no. ClipDrop is probably the most promising project that we worked on. Um, Talent Genie is probably the one with the greatest revenue at this point in time globally. So what is Talent Genie? How do you make money there? Well, Talent Genie is a applicant tracking system. It's a, a system designed basically to um, track your recruitment process. We integrated 2,500 job boards around the world. So Monster, for instance, would be a job board. Um, and effectively integrating to the likes of social media like LinkedIn, Pinterest, uh, Twitter, et cetera, all for talent acquisition purposes to attract talent. Um, and then we use AI to try and process the applications as they're coming in um, and effectively um, screen the candidates as they're coming in. And what's so, the business model over there? Is it SaaS or typical recruitment fee or what? It's a SaaS model, um, but it's uh, the, the, the go-to-market strategy is slightly different to a traditional SaaS model. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's more sort of like a, a one-on-one communication that that leads to to client attraction as opposed to clients coming coming to find you, um, which is um, the traditional SaaS model from what uh, you know what we've experienced. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's a good it's a good business. Um, I think that it's got um, it's got some decent clients globally. I think we've got about thousand five hundred clients globally now, um, which is obviously a, a sorry. A nice how many globally? About a thousand five hundred uh, companies globally using it. Oh wow! And and what do they pay you per month on average to use the tool for their ATS? It would all depend on on what's being done. So it's customizable. Um, so I mean, we we could build a, a whole lot of different components into it um, to to basically uh, cater for a need, whatever the need might be. But effectively, um, you know, it could be as low as as say you know fifty to hundred dollars, and and as high as as two hundred dollars a user, depending on what needs to be done. Um, well, but it, now is a user is not a customer though, right? A customer could have a lot of users. No, it's a user. It's a seat, a seat or a user. Ah, so you have so, fifteen hundred not customers. You have fifteen hundred seats on your platform. Yeah, currently, yeah. Across yeah. how many brands or companies? There's probably a total of about four hundred different companies using it at the moment. I see. I see. Okay, so we can take fifteen hundred seats there times a hundred per month. You're doing one hundred fifty grand a month over there in revenue. Yeah, well, it depends. So, so in, in some cases, if you look at, at the, I mean, so I'm based in South Africa. Um, in the South African context, the South African market is a very small chunk of what we actually um, control. On a global basis, I think the business probably turns over about $5 million. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. So it's at a 5 million run rate today, which means it does about 500000 a month in revenue? More or less, about $400,000 a month in revenue. Um, wow. It all depends on, on where you're looking. Um, yeah, the the reason we got into involved with ClipDrop is because uh, we believe that it's far more promising. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So tell me about that. I mean, if I was sitting on a business that I assume Italian Genie is growing, doing five million a year in revenue, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't distract myself with something new. I'd try and keep growing it. Why was now the right time to focus on ClipDrop? Well, we think that that it's it's one component of the talent acquisition um, space that's been ignored, and and um, effectively where the, where you do find uh, one way video interviewing type models or automated video interviewing. Um, type tools that are out in the market, we think that um, we think that they are underutilized um, to a large degree, um, and price point is one of the, the reasons why they are underutilized. We also think that there is a massive opportunity to utilize video for multiple things, um, all within that same space. So we've found seven different uses um, for video in the um, recruitment or talent acquisition space. Um, which includes the acquisition or the marketing of of candidates, um, um, or both. Um, various so, how, how much are, you mentioned price? How much are is ClipDrop pre revenue, or do you have couple paying customers already? Um, we've got a few a few customers, not many. Uh, when I say not many, we we had our, our, our beta testing coming to an end um, at the end of this month. Uh, a few of those clients have already switched over and started paying. How much um, per so, month? Um, and roughly about anywhere from a, a hundred to to about $500 a month, depending on the number of seats. Okay. So I think $120 a month for a single seat. Um, see, the, the, model, the model is slightly different to the traditional uh, model. We, we, we are a subscription-based service, so you could have as many vacancies as you like uh, on, on the platform, whereas other services are charging per vacancy. Um, and of course, it comes with a whole lot of additional components as well. For instance, you, you can... Um, you can launch uh, a, a blog or a vlog, um, and we integrate directly into social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, you can direct people directly through to interviews, or you can reach out to them. So you can do a direct um, reach out um, using video. So you you can imagine the power of of uh, of of you know the two of us sitting here trying to have a discussion over LinkedIn by text, and the next thing someone sends a video message. By text or, or via the, the but, but Jonathan, you mentioned this pricing is unlimited applicants, but isn't the core value of your platform if it works? I'm hiring more people, and shouldn't that be what you charge against if that's the core value? Well, we we've actually capped it with the number of gigs space that you could actually use. Think about Dropbox. So um, we give you about twenty odd hours of, of recording time per user. Uh, more Why do you think that's a better value metric though than number of candidates hired? From a SaaS perspective, we get paid every month. Right? Well, so yeah, but the, no, that's, the, that's the point though, right? You want to serve your customers first. And if SaaS is the best way to do that, then great. But you don't want to force a business model on your customers. So for your customers, why do they care more about storage than they do hiring people? Well, the reality of the matter is that when you're looking at the recruitment industry, so I, just to give you some background, I've been in the, the industry for about 22 years. Um, volumes do fluctuate, but we, we are basically charging the same price that someone, a competitor might charge for a single vacancy. Now, if, you, if you're if you working anywhere from five to 10 vacancies a month, it makes a lot more sense to use a product like ours at the same price as a single vacancy. Um, and, you know, we, we just, we understand the, what, what you're getting at, where you're saying that, right, well, you've got a whole lot of additional um, recruitment needs that are available. Um, sure, you can buy additional space from us. But we've got a very, very um, simple streamlined model that just makes a lot of sense for the end user. They're getting greater value for um, a lower price point um, as it goes on with a better quality system as well. 
Do you guys care about valuation right now, specifically your valuation? Do you think you might raise soon or sell a portion of the company? There is no other tool on the internet that you can use to get a better and higher valuation than FounderPath's new valuation tool. We have over 253 deals that went down over the past 30 days, all the revenue numbers, all the valuations, and the multiplier. That way you can go filter the data, find companies that are your same size, what they sold or raised for or at, and then use those as comparables in your decks to argue and debate and get a higher valuation and less dilution, which is the name of the game, less dilution. Check it out today at founderpath.com forward slash products. That's plural forward slash valuations. Again, both plural founderpath.com forward slash products forward slash valuations. Yeah, I mean, but so just for context, like we've had Colin Sims on with iSims, we've had K1 and Pete Lampson on with Jazz HR, who've bought many companies in this space. I'm pretty darn familiar with the space. I don't, I mean, you could have someone that's paying you for storage, but it's terrible at hiring. They never hire anyone, right? Yeah. But they're paying you a crap ton for storage because they churn through so many candidates. Is and that's what I'm trying to understand? Why have you made a decision that it's better to price against storage than the true like value thing of an ATS, which is the candidate was successfully hired? Well, yeah, it's how how do you measure that if you are a, an ATS? I mean, do ATSs actually charge for a hire? No, they don't. They they charge for for that. It's a platform. They are an intermediary between um, the person that's actually doing the hiring and the person on the other end that or, or the, the 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 job board or the social media platform. It's a management system. So, so why not number of applicants tracked? Well, you know, it doesn't matter where we look. You know, and, and I've had the opportunity to look at a lot of different systems. There are not many systems that actually charge for the number of applicants that are actually being tracked. Generally speaking, when you look at an ATS, for instance, um, they'll be looking at um, seats. Um, some of them might cap it, off, cap it at a certain number of vacancies that you can run through the system. Um, you know, we, we just don't. We, we believe in the volumes gap. We believe in adding a, as much value as we possibly can but still to be fair to the business. Um, and we mm -hmm. believe that we're being fair to our own business and our own business model by not stretching it to a point where it gets abused. Yeah. Um, I mean, the flip side of all this is if you're going to let people do unlimited tracking of applicants, you also effectively cut off your ability to ever reach 140 or 150% net dollar retention because you have yeah. no way to expand customers if unless they're really aggressively driving up what you're pricing against, which is amount of data stored on the platform. Absolutely. And that, that's on ClipDrop side. On the Talent Genie side, of course, you know, you can only have one user access or so use single sign-on to, to prevent that from, from uh, being abused. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, so ClipDrop has a beta customer wrapping up now. How many paid customers are on the platform today? Well, we currently have about 10 that have been converted from the beta customers so far. Oh, wow. Okay. So 10 times $240 ARPU, that would be two seats. I mean, you're doing like two, 3000 a month already. Yeah. About. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And how are, how is the org? across you and Talent Genie, how are you splitting your energy and resources across this the new exciting baby versus the legacy genius that's paying for everything? Yeah, so it's a good question. Um, I, I do feel sometimes like I've got a bit of a split personality at times, got to wear two different hats. Um, but uh, I do have a strong support team and they've been they've been stepping in and really uh, really giving me a lot of support. How many full-time are on the team? Um, for, for ClipDrop or for uh, Talent Genie? Give me both. Okay, so there's a there's roughly about eleven people currently full time, um, uh, focusing specifically on um, talent genie, and we've got three on the clip drop side. 
Um, we've already started to um, look at employing someone to take over some of the responsibilities around uh, talent genie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking currently at exploring additional um, headcount in the clip drop space. Um, there's a lot of interest at the moment in clip drop. Uh, we've had um, we have some large uh, white label organisations um, that traditionally have uh, brought in customers by other uh, sorts of software from payroll type software across the board. They're wanting mm-hmm. to let white label the product, but there's also a number of of governing bodies um, in different parts of the world that are looking at actually promoting the tech. So we think we're in a fairly good space as far as that's concerned. So it have does, you bootstrapped Clip Drop to date, or did you raise outside capital? Bootstrapped it from from the beginning. Yeah. I love that. Right. So how much of Talent Genie's dollars have you funneled into Clip Drop already? Um, that's a good question, and I can't actually answer you. It's been a labor of love for a while. So you know, every now and again, when additional work needs to be done, you don't even think twice. You just when did you write you- the first line of code for Clip Drop inside of Talent Genie? I beg your pardon? When did you write the first line of code for Clip Drop, like inside of Talent Genie? Wouldn't I, wouldn't I write it? I, I when did you write the first oh, line of code? Line. Said, sorry, man. Um, yeah. About two years ago. Um, okay. And we, we actually came up with a, with a very basic idea. We just wanted to provide a, a, another automated or one-way video interviewing um, platform. And then we took a step back and we said, well, now that we have it, you know, we have the same thing that everyone else has got. Is that cool or, or not? And we realized, but it could be cooler. So yes. we sat down, we said, well, what would be cool is, you know, we take it a little bit further, we do X, Y, and Z. And eventually two years later, um, we had created seven different uses for the same application. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. Okay, very cool. So you're scaling clip drop down. We'll see what happens. Um, let's, uh, on that note, wrap up here, Jonathan, with the famous five. Number one, favorite business book? Uh, uh, Richest Man in Babylon. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? There's a guy called Brian Joffe, a company called Bidvest. Um, he kind of started off bootstrapping his business, and I believe it's currently worth about $5 billion. Um, very, very interesting guy. He plays mainly in the Southern Hemisphere, um, but I, I love his work. He's just been, he's been brilliant at what he's done. Number f- uh, three, what's your favorite online tool for building ClipDrop? Um, to be honest with you, I can't really tell you which one is the favorite. I know when I sit down with my development team, they all seem to be throwing different tools at me all the time. Um, but I wouldn't be able to recommend anything at this point in time. I'd need to speak to a few of them to find out which ones they would actually settle up. No problem. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, I try and get anywhere between uh, six and eight hours a night. Fair enough. And situation, married, single kids? Um, divorced with, uh, with two kids, teenagers, two kiddos. two kiddos. Okay. And how old are you? I'm 46, 46. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. That I knew what I know now. It's just something you, oh, that, no, you can't say that. Something you wish you knew. Give me something specific. <laughs> um, something I knew, uh, you know, I really wish, I really wish I knew a lot more about tech and what was coming. And I really wish at an early age that someone actually said to me, Learn to code. I think yep. I think if I'd done that at an early stage, I think a lot of the things that I aspire to achieve would have been achieved a lot sooner. 
Guys, his main business, Talent Genie, has broke $4 million bucks in revenue with 11 full-time employees. And he said, you know what, I want to spin out and build another software tool. They've launched ClipDrop.io, which is effectively an applicant tracking system uh, on steroids, but they allow you to do video and use video in different ways during that process. They charge based off storage, have beta customers now signing up, doing $3,000 a month in revenue as they look to keep scaling it, totally bootstrapped, uh, which we love. Jonathan, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you very much. Cheers All right. Then.